I'm Stephen Jackbees. Hello. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and this is the Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1988, and today we are talking about the anatomy of a new Land Academy member in 2024. And a little later in the program, we'll talk about a fresh look at the land business in two, uh, also in 2024. It's a new year. Yep. <laughs> you just noticing that? I love January. Oh. He gets a whole different new start on buying and selling land and it's like new budgets and everything. You get to hit the reset button. Whether you need it or not, you have the opportunity to hit the reset button. I have to tell you, there's a, an obvious theme for this year that's a little bit different than recent years and it seems like there's uh more people doing this more people are buying and selling land so like everything all the time you have to roll with it adjust it and make it work adjust for it and make it work for yourself you know what's funny about that is that the for for people like for every person that gets i'm going to argue that for every person that's like oh i just figured out land and they want to get into this business there's people that get out of it yeah they they lose interest they they weren't committed it's usually something like that too yeah is why they why it didn't it was too much work you know or something like that or they had a life event you know things you know what happen i've really noticed is uh there's, everybody's interested now everybody is interested in having some type of side gig it's just oh. a it's a thing with everyone now that's been that way for a couple of years yeah but it hasn't been that way for 25 years you know, is this it, a new thing for you no i'm oh. just i'm very surprised at how prevalent uh, side businesses are on one hand it's good i want everybody to there whatever entrepreneurial things inside of you let it come out on the other hand <laughs> maybe do it responsibly you know <laughs> I have a side gig that in my in my back pocket that I want to do someday. I'll share it. I'll share it here. It will make no money, but it will yeah. be fun. I want my little. I want a little mountain town pottery shop. Think, Watch me. Why wouldn't it, you do it's that? It's coming someday. I'm gonna sell the cutest little coffee mugs, and maybe I'll make some, and they're gonna be awful. <laughs> I can tell you. Jill's failed mugs. <laughs> Jill's failed. Jill's failed pottery shop. Jill's failed pottery dream. <laughs> Jill's failed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's my dream, but the the yeah the pottery will not make any money. But it's gonna be fun, and you know what? It's gonna open on the days that I feel like opening. <laughs> yeah. That's you know if you run your land business on the days that you feel like oh, buying and selling good. land, <laughs> you will make you it. will fail. You it will be your failed land business. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a perfect example of what happens. Yeah, you know what? There's no such thing as Stephen Jill's failed land business. That's true. <laughs> failed pottery shop, sure, but not this. Mm -hmm. And failed pizza company. Yep. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> I have a I have a running list in my head of all the companies that I've ever failed oh in. Oh my god. And it's all of them. Somebody was asking except me. Except like three. Oh, this it was the funniest thing. An eighteen year old girl who happened to be washing my hair at the time. I was getting my hair done, and she's like the assistant to my hair gal, right? Oh, no. No, she's like, asking us what we do, and like, so how long have you owned these companies, all this stuff? And she's like, her, her thoughts were, it was always great. I said, oh, heck no. I can't even, can't, I can't, there's so many failures along the way, I can't count that it's many. It's never great. It's like, there's so many, you have to try things and then it doesn't work, or you change it, or you come at it again, whatever it is. It's like, it's not all peaches and cream. There's brief, <laughs> tiny little moments of, wow, this is actually working, and then the rest of the time is just horrific. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member uh, Discord forum. We review land acquisitions from our weekly member webinars and take a deep dive into two land-related topics usually by popular request. Right. And if you would like us to answer your questions or I don't know, you've got, you just want to find out more. Uh, I'll tell you right now, as we are recording this podcast, enrollment is temporarily reopened. <gasps> what? You mean what? I can get in Land Academy? Yep, you can. Go uh, send a note to support at landacademy.com or just go on our website, schedule a call, or just go on our website and join. Can't. Ugh. People are making big bucks in this group. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, they are. Yeah, can't miss. So here's the question. So Kevin H. wrote, Hello, everyone. My name is Kevin, and I joined Land Academy in July of 2022. With the new year, I wanted to share with everyone how it's gone so far. Oh, I love these things. Oh, you know, I kind of read this. It's a book. Do you want me to read the whole long thing? No, I cut it off. I, I, oh, you did? This is you already did yeah. brief it? Okay, thank that's you. It. All right. Jimmy, sure everything pretty much that's in here? Yes. Okay, got it. It's really worth listening to. Okay. Well, I want to make sure I'm not sharing too much sensitive information. What Jill sees as a book, everyone else sees as helpful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right, so here's what Kevin wrote. My setup. I self-funded all my deals so far. I was lucky to have a lot of savings from a previous job. I generally target five or more acres of rural vacant land in the Midwest and the South. I don't have any specializations like infill lots, commercial lots, whatever. My approach has been somewhat average. I only send mail. I don't love sales, but I call everyone back whose property is at least somewhat desirable. I'm not super precise with my mailers and county selection, but I get them out the door in good quantity. I probably could buy a bit cheaper, but I tend towards just doing the deal if the numbers work anyway. I could maybe hold out for a higher sales price, but I'd rather just get my money back sooner. I outsource my red, yellow, green tests. I have an answering service and I only sell with brokers, but I pretty much do everything else myself. And I average three to four deals a month. So here are the numbers. So from, this is great. Mm -hmm. From July. This is valuable. From July of 2022 to January of 2024, he sent out 360,528 offers slash mailers. Purchase prices, the total net purchase money spent, 1.472973. That's net purchases, up. not, that's not, Jill said net spent. This is how much land he bought. Net purchases, $1,472,973. Net sales, Two million one hundred six thousand four hundred eighty-three dollars. This guy did two million dollars in revenue in a year. Year and a half, July to now, so eighteen months roughly. Yeah. Well, thanks for correcting me, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> Profit from land flips: six hundred dollars. Deals completed. This is my best part. Like close on the sales side. Okay, six hundred thirty-three thousand. Ooh, how many deals did he do? Forty-five. Average profit for deal, fourteen thousand and seventy-eight dollars. 
And what was his mailer yield? Mailer yield. Everybody's magical, magical, mystical statistic. And by the way, this number will change because he's going to get more offers coming off some of these mailers. But at this point, it was 800, uh, excuse me, one deal per 8,012 units. Please retain this if you're new. Yeah. This is a direct experience from somebody who is a professional person that came into our world, spent a year and a half making this work for themselves, mm-hmm. and did, had to send out 8,000 mailers to do one acceptable, profitable deal. Well, and Kevin even says, we're not even done with the notes here, but Kevin even says, I could have done better. I could have done more. So I bet on that one deal per 8,000, if he weren't as picky, he might have done two per 8,000. And that's right. And three per 8,000. That's my point. But he was only really being real picky about it. So here's his expense. And he's new. Okay. So then he added in his expenses. Like he's being really, really honest here. I love this. So, hey, this is how much it cost me to do this, everybody. It cost me $262,240 in that time. And that's probably, that's mail, maybe his salary, um, probably his phone answering service, maybe his cell phones, you know, any business expenses, how much he paid his accountant, you know, that year, everything added in. So what was his net, net, net profit in 18 months? How much did this guy make after it's all said and done? $371,269.88. If you're okay with that, I think you're going to be okay. I'm okay with that. His post in Discord goes on a lot longer. Uh, He gets into an incredible amount of detail. In fact, I read it this morning. Kevin. Decided to include it in the show today and uh, requested... A podcast? Yeah. Oh, good. To interview. Did you already do that? Okay, then I'm going to get on my team. I'm going to add him on my team, on my list. Because he's a, I think he's a career path alumni too. I can't remember. I'm almost sure. I don't know. So. So we'll get him on and he'll talk all about it. Um, Hopefully we can get him on next week. We'll see. There's a few people in the queue. Everybody's asking for uh, interviews for current members. So we're going to start doing that. Bring it back into the podcast. Joe and I are interviewing some people. Look, this is, you know, a massive success story, in my opinion. And I don't think that it gets celebrated uh, for for every one relatively quiet person in Land Academy that is doing it. There's people in here that piped in after he posted all this that have all kinds of positive opinions. You know, we've been buying and selling property since 2008. Our numbers are pretty similar. This is what, you know, some of the most productive comments that I heard uh, after below this post in Discord were, great, now get your uh, mailer yield from 8,000 to 6,000 and here's how we did it. Mm-hmm. And so it's always, this is all just constant change and constant adaptation. I was, I was going to say for every one person that's real vocal, there's 10 that aren't. At least. Yeah, At maybe least 10. 20. There's so many. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny how our group is very helpful. You know what it is? It's very helpful and they're very forthcoming when you ask. Mm-hmm. You know, they're quietly making big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is big bucks. Yeah. This is big bucks. And he admittedly and very intelligently posted all this, but admittedly said, I'm not picky. I uh, don't, I just, I kind of carpet bomb everything. We look at everything that's five, I don't have a plan. I send it all uh, out everywhere. So, and that's what I would, you know, if I were sitting with Kevin right now, what I would say was, all right, Mm -hmm. now we're going to go back. 
Now we're going to change this, gonna, this, and this. We're going to look at where you're sending yeah. mail, look where the success percentages and the rates were, where we can increase mail and decrease mail based on success rates. And he says Midwest and South. I'm sure one of those two worked out uh, better or worse and, and really hone in on. This is the kind of stuff we do in Career Path. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad you posted this, Kevin. Thanks very much. And I really think it's probably very useful. Mm-hmm. I love it. He's not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. That's what impressed me. Yeah. Thank you. These are real numbers. And I really appreciate that, Kevin. Yep. Thank you for sharing. Today's first topic, the anatomy of a new Land Academy member in 2024. You got just got a little bit of a taste of it there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Joe. Well, so I was telling, I'm going to start with the story that prompted the topic and then you can ask me questions. So, um, I was talking about a person I talked to the other day who is just like a perfect fit. Um, he came from Mark's group. I said, congratulations. That's kind of Jack's first student. He's like, I read the book. I'm like, okay, you know, in that book where Mark talks about sitting at the coffee table with the guy in investment banking and, and who taught him this. And he's like, what are you doing? guess what? That's who this guy is. I'm sitting next to. So anyway, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, you, you're, you're like a lot of our members, you know, you got your feet wet somewhere, you understand deals, you, and now you're ready to bring it home. He's like, that's it. I've learned that I don't have to buy for 3000 and sell for 9,000 anymore. I can do deals that only net me. He said, my new thing is I only want to do deals that make $20,000. I said, congratulations. I only want to do deals that make at least $50,000. I said, we'll get you there too. I said, there's a lot of people that, you know, they're not comfortable adding a zero and I'm here to help you get over that. You know, stop buying for two, selling for eight, buy for 20 and sell for 80. He's like, ding, ding. So this was our conversation and it was just, it's just like the 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 reason we're talking about it is this guy is like a, just a perfect fit and probably sounds like a lot of you listening. He's got little kids. He's got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. He's like, I'm at this full-time. I can make it work, but I don't want to work this hard. And I want to spend time with my family. He's like, I've been doing a lot of these, mm-hmm. you know, uh, seller financing. And I so we had, a, oh, we had a funny talk about that. I said, oh, how's that going? Are you ready to hire a customer service person to chase these people for $250 a month? He's like, right? Like, yeah, that gets tiring. You know, I've been, I've been there, done that. We've, we've done that. You know, I'd rather do, and I'm sure everybody kind of agrees, like, let's all think about this. Wouldn't you rather work less and do fewer deals that make way more money? Yeah. That's that's really a, a thing, and and you can do that. You don't have to do work that hard. So and it was just so sweet. Um, you know, he he's like, you know, my big goal is I want to just have a nice life, spend time with my family, and I want to be able to afford to uh, minister at my church for free. I don't. I want to just be able to do this. I'm like. You're a perfect, I told him right away. I'm like, you're a perfect fit here. I'm like, you're going to fit right in. You know what I love about this story is he wants Mm -hmm. to improve. So he's already making it work. Yep. Uh, Sort of with the, I would say, one hand time behind his back. And he wants now to say, all right, I'm ready for the, I've had, I want, I'm ready for the big leagues. Yeah. That's Land Academy. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. I said, you did everything right. I said, you'll find a lot of people in our group that came from other groups. And it was a good thing to get them going. You know, whatever it was got you interested and you understand it. And you stuck with it, by the way. And now you're here to bring it home. Now you're like, I want to make some systems. I want to automate some stuff. I want to really make this my career. I want to do deals like you guys are doing. And that's, that's, 
I want to remind everyone that's that's Land Academy. You know, that's really who we are. This is when you this because that's what we've done for years. You know, and he's committed. And so that's really the, the reason I put this in here. The, yeah. the anatomy of a, a Land Academy member in 2024 is somebody who's committed. They're not just somebody who wants a side hustle. Right. You know, they're not reviewing two side hub hustles against each other. Uh, maybe I'll buy and sell land. Maybe I will buy a partnership in an oil change. Dis- I'll drop location. ship T-shirts yeah. or something. Maybe That's right. That's right. A great. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. That's just that's just not that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, this person's committed and he's mm-hmm. got goals. Mm-hmm. So I, and good goals. And he's I, realistic. Mm-hmm. So that's it too. You know, the anatomy, anatomy of a member this year is really strong, committed, realistic, like Kevin said. Like even Kevin's numbers. If you really pick apart Kevin's numbers, you know, and stuff, you'll find things like that could be better. That could be better. And it will be this year. Right. And that's it. But you stay with it. You know, I've noticed that with people, and I, I include myself in this, when you, when the proof of concept, when you turn the corner from the proof of concept, That's like good. mentally, well, you know what? I've heard for two years, I've been listening to podcasts. Right. And uh, so I joined, let's just say Mark's group, did a bunch of deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this works. You mm-hmm. send mail out, people call you back, you buy their property, you resell it on time. I've proved that concept to myself. Now I'm ready for something that's yeah. that's bigger, and I'm adjusting those. All those things are not logical, regular progressions uh, through, you know, through your experience with any kind of business. So that's good. I hope he joins, uh, or did he join? I don't know. By the time this airs, he better have. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the minister discount yeah, yeah. if you need to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Play the play the play the starving minister card. Like, oh no. Hey, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm teasing. I don't want to sell anything here, but I'm actually wondering because this is when we do this podcast mm. it's sometimes it's a partnership meeting between Joe and I like yeah. is enrollment opened or how do you join yes it is it is open right now go to landacademy.com on the upper like left you'll see a join here thing and do it this is it this is 2024 you know as we're recording this I'm doing a live uh, event tonight and one of my I have a, a topic that I'm going to cover and just we're like I'm just going to talk about mindset for a, a little bit tonight because the big thing is, I found this quote, and I'm repurposing this quote for myself, and it says, the scariest place to be right now is exactly where you were one year ago today. Oh, geez. How right? That's frightening. Isn't it? Yeah. So it's 2024, everybody. Let's make some changes. Are you going to do this? You know, I mean... I think I Whatever you're going to do. I don't, I don't care what it is. Whatever you're thinking about, making changes, doing something, just do it. I think I personally went backwards from last year. I don't know. In what way? <laughs> it's just, I'm just horsing around. Oh, I'm like really curious. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Everything's great. <laughs> okay. Just, let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Lake County, Florida. All right. 10 acres and five acres. We have two. Purchase price of so 15 acres total for 250 Great wood um adjacent are 250,000 to 1.2 million dollars homes evan already got an agent's opinion who said could be sold for 30 to 50,000 jeez and acre. and right now we're buying at 16,000 an acre here's orlando five acres these are five acre estates across the street it's an sfr that is valued at 525 0743 
Is that right? Oh, that's for five hundred thousand. Too old here. You're like twenty twenty sold. I'm like I'm cautious. I'm you know what? I'm just more cautious right now. So I'm gonna look at the lower numbers. I look at the lower stuff, and if I'm still gonna be okay, then I'm golden. So which is the other? Why can't we get values on this stuff? Frustrating as hell. Last five deals, we can't get values. Four thirty-five mm -hmm. on five acres for a house. What's the target property? This is the target property. Where's the other? Where's the other property? Where's the 10 acres? 500, not that one. Oh, got it. Okay. I mean, can I play with that for a second? 89, I like that. So this, here, let's just do the math. If a new house commands $500,000 on five acres, 10% of the value is $50,000. Assuming you can split the other one up there, mm -hmm. we'll, we're gonna multiply that times three. That's 150 grand for all three. Mm, really? Oh, okay. It's worth $150,000 tops. For? Tops. All of them. Yep. To buy. Okay. What about what the agent said? Call a couple more agents. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you want to buy property for 10, especially now, 10% of what a finished house would go for at the end. Yeah. Because this is six, buying at 16000 an acre at those prices at two fifty, But I have to agree with this one. Well, let me just, this, your pricing, your pricing is the safe way to do it is the whole point. These are into lots, period. Yeah. You know, and let's all keep in mind, let's look, let's look at the market too here for a second. Evan, did you mail for yeah. fifty thousand dollars? Did you mail for eighty-two? Uh-huh. Or 250? And he said, I want 250. Because it sounds to me mm -hmm. like he's giving you the retail number. What's it sounds like to me too? And you're I'm guessing your first instinct was correct these are sold properties in the same zip code starting out uh, at eighty-eight thousand dollars for seven acres sold mm -hmm. five acres for 116 so you're paying almost uh you're probably paying about ninety thousand dollars per five acres 80 80 actually yeah it's too much mm -hmm. and here's active six five acre property for 295 this this is this tells me that He's, he's what Jill just said, like dead on. This is retail. Mm -hmm. He's asking retail. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter, post away. We're, we're uh, totally fine on time. Sorry. Yeah. I'm curious what you, what you sent out. I know I said it before, but I just want to remind you because it's kind of a big deal. We've been closed. Land Academy has. We've had a wait list. I know some of you have been like, ha, ah, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And now it's January and you're like, I really want to do this. I really want to get in. I really understand you guys. And I really want to, I want to learn and make some dough. And I want to leave this job or retire my husband or fill in the blank. So check it out. Go to landacademy.com. You can just join right now. You can schedule a call. You can reach out to my team, get your questions answered, whatever it is. I just say, don't don't wait, just do it. Why the heck would, would Jill and I want new members anyway? Here's why. When we have a focused, finite number of members in our group that are um, really what have the type of uh, outlook and entrepreneurial outlook in life like the person that Jill mentioned earlier in the episode we're better we're all better because we're all doing deals together mm -hmm. we Jill and I personally fund tons of deals uh, we review and fund deals all year long as do many of our other members mm -hmm. 
Um, so there's that huge deal funding component, and we just generally get better together in a small group uh, of land investors. And every month, a few spots open, mm-hmm. and Jill opens it up, and we're, we're better. It's so we've gotten this that question. We're not sitting here selling anything. We're better as a group. Or, or Jill and I would just go off and do, and do this ourselves, which we do anyway. Yeah. Could you imagine and be like, bye-bye. No. <laughs> so, no. But you're right. You know what's funny? Because every Land Academy member, every new Land Academy member, they always tell me the same thing. Can I please be the last one? <laughs> Can we just close it up now? And they're like, all right, hold on, everybody. Let me remind you. All of you Land Academy people that are doing really, really well, you know who you are. Raise your hand, figuratively, of how many of you are funding deals for somebody else. Huh. Right? You need that. So when I bring in new blood, I know everybody's mm-hmm. like, I want to be the last one. But then you go, oh, yeah. But it's somebody new mm-hmm. that's getting their feet wet that I can be the bank for and help them get going a little bit. And then everybody wins. All right, Jill, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> that's a thing. So Let's take another question posted by one of our members on the Land Academy Discord online community. Okay. This time, Ed wrote, I'm looking for opinions from members who've been sending mail and doing deals for a while. I've sent about 22,000 mailers over the last few months, and I've been getting deals, so no real complaints there. For my 2024 goals, uh, the budget is to send about 5,300 units a month. I have the time to price and scrub my own data. My thoughts are maybe they would do a better job. Oh, price my own data. However, today I was wondering about concierge data from offers to owners. My thoughts are maybe they would do a better job pricing and possibly get me more deals, but that uses more of my budget. So here's the question. Do you think I would get more deals sending 2,770 units with concierge data or by doing it myself, doing my own pricing, scrubbing, and all that good stuff, and sending 5,300 units, or possibly make even more profit from fewer mailers. I do realize it's still up to me to pick the county and then to set the pricing percentage. So this is, a, as you can imagine, a very popular response item in mm-hmm. Discord from other members, including me. And the answer is very directly, it depends on your personality, and that's what everybody else said. If you are a hardcore data person and you um, enjoy turning all the lights off except for your computer monitors and spending a day or a day and a half uh, creating a mailer and scrubbing it and getting all into it and figuring out what's going on in local markets. Um, this is truly the, one of my top hobbies is doing that. And so while I have concierge data do the heavy lifting, personally I do. Um, I still get in there first and and I'm directly involved. And everybody else, everybody who is a very serious data person who responded to this said a, a version of what I just said. So it depends on you. Because if you use concierge data, um, you pull the data and send it to concierge, they do all the lifting, which is how I use it, and then they send it back once it's done for you to confirm pricing and test for reason. That's how I use it. Because I don't want to, you you can spend a lot of time in the middle of a mailer doing stuff that you probably shouldn't be doing that doesn't matter. That doesn't involve pricing and doesn't involve uh, what what you said at the end here. You know what they're calling concierge data right now around 020 and stuff? It's like your land mailer done for you. 
Yeah. So let me just kind of just back up real quick and explain concierge. You can literally pick up the phone and say a version of this. Um, you know, cause you've done first, you've learned from us, you know how to troll, you pick the area, you've done the red, yellow, green test. The numbers all are, are all make sense. You know, it's going to be this, now I'm ready to pull it and do it. Right. Like, and this is where a lot of people get hung up. They're like, I got it all figured out. Now I just, I got to do the work. You can call them and they'll do the work. Hi, I need you to pull these, this, these three counties. This is the size. This is what I'm going for. Fill in the blank call me when it's ready for me to look over kind of thing and to tweak the pricing be like yep done but what ed's really asking here is uh i'm used to sending 5300 and i'm getting deals Mm -hmm. Uh, i'd like to try to use concierge now and only send 2700 and get deals right i would not do that you the more uh the more involved you are in your own business if you, and if you do have a mailer budget, you know, remember Kevin? That's the thing. A half hour ago? Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he didn't talk about, he was, he was recklessly sending mail, mm-hmm. which is what needs to happen. If this is going to, if your decision here is going to create a smaller mailer for you and save you some time, I wouldn't do it. Well, he's doing the cost savings. That's the difference. Does it spend more money to have, does it cost? So here's the deal. You're spending money to have somebody else do it for you which duh, that's called an employee almost, but the beautiful thing is you don't have to have an employee. That's a whole nother thing we haven't talked about. This is a, this is pay as you go, or what do you, what do you call that in accounting terms? I don't know. Oh. Jerry, my advice is make your mailers massive, do them really well, whether you use concierge or not, or yourself. Right. The bigger, the more mail you send out, the more successful you're gonna be as long as you do the Jill's part. As long as you're, you're it's not, you can manage the larger inflow of uh, inbound, you know, the flow of, of sellers calling you. Mm-hmm. You have to, that's imperative. So one way or the other, Ed, you need to send out a lot of mail. You decide which one's best, best for you. Mm-hmm. Today's second topic, a fresh look at the land business in 2024. Let's face it. And whether you see this as good or bad is up to you. I personally see it as good, and I certainly know Jill does. There are There's more competition in the land business than there was three or four years ago. If you look at it uh, like I look at everything in just pure numbers, what that'll probably end up meaning for you is my mailer yield used to be uh, 2,500 mailers to one. Now it's closer to 6,000. Maybe like in Kevin's case earlier, it was 8,000. But we're still doing a lot of deals, and the and the the uh, the, the yield, the the return on investment from a time and a money standpoint is still extraordinary compared to any other uh, business businesses that you might, ha- whether they're side businesses or or real businesses like we have, mm-hmm. the return is massive. Where we wouldn't be doing it, True. we would be we would choose something else. So it's a little bit more crowded in the space. What I hear over and over and over again. Uh, from people and from Discord on our Thursday call and all of it is, um, yeah, I was the one who called the person back and, and they said some, ver- the seller said some version of this. I got a few mailers but I called some people, but they never called me back. Yep. And so a fresh look at the land business in 2024 is this. Sending mail out, choosing areas to send mail 
have not really that dramatically changed. The data part in making those decisions has changed a little bit, but that's pretty easy to adjust to. What is more imperative than ever, if that's even a sentence, which is really important, more important than ever, is Joe's part. And so if you choose to call back half the people that respond to you, you know, you're going to have to deal with that consequence. If you choose to call back and create real estate deals or attempt to create real estate deals on every single person that's contacted you from a mailer, you're going to kill it. That's funny. It's just fear. It's fear. For some reason, if I call them back, what if I make a mistake? What if I this? What if I did that? Like, so what? You're going to learn, do it. And I keep, and I always tell people, I got this saying from you, we're not going to let you fall that far. You know, we're here every Thursday. You have people on our member call that you could run deals by. Come on. Where else can you do that? I mean, could you, man? I wish, gosh, I'm trying to think of a... Let's think of a failing business that we had. But you know what? I you know we have several, but I can't imagine how nice that would have been if I could have called somebody and say, "Hey, I screwed this up. How do I recover?" It doesn't exist. I don't like. Th- there's no. It's not like that. Even you. Even your college degree, you can't call back and go, "Hey, I, I, uh, you know what I mean? I, I have this and I screwed up. Can you help me recover?" Hell no. You, you can't even. Like, come on. Could you imagine? That would be kind of funny. You graduated 20 years ago or 10 years ago. What are you calling us for? Well, because I didn't really pay attention. I need to brush up on it. Can you help me? They'd be like, no rejoin come back whatever i mean it's just not a thing so let me tell you a little uh, anecdotal story about yeah. a person who is incredibly successful in real estate about several years ago joe and i lived in a beach little beach community outside of los angeles and joe uh one of joe's girlfriends we, we were i don't know where we were but she she sat down and we were all there and joe's girlfriend said you know i just started dating this new guy and this is his name and I'm like, where did I hear that name before? Yeah. All of us said, where? I've heard that name before. We couldn't, none of us could place it. She said, oh, he's the local uh, celebrity real estate agent. Yeah. Well, that was the first time I ever heard that that uh, that phrase. Yeah. What the heck? I, I said it. What the hell is, is a celebrity, celebrity real, real estate, estate agent? agent? Those things shouldn't go together. Oh, he's a guy on the billboard out there uh, on the PCH, and and uh, he's if you drive around town, his face is on ninety percent of the of the for sale signs all over the place. So I'm I'm immediately disgusted with that. Like, it's it ties up like nine things that I don't like: real estate agents and celebrities, celebrities and, <laughs> and signs with people's faces on it, and on and on and on. And then I meet the guy. Oh, yeah. And he's the greatest guy you ever want to meet. He's nice. And it's super, super, super clear. Is she still going out with him? Yes. Yes. It's super clear to me why this guy is the celebrity real estate agent. And so I got to know him over the next several, whatever, couple of years. Yeah. And so forget the fact that he's a real estate agent and all that. None of that stuff changed. But <laughs> the guy's a blast. Yeah. And I, everybody wants to be around him, including me. So if you have that kind of personality, true. then you should, you're going to smash it in, in the land business. If you That's don't, a good story. If you don't, find somebody who does and partnership with them like I did. Mm-hmm. That's, a, you know, that something's holding you back from knocking it out of the park this year in your land business. And it's probably because if you're Jill, if somebody like Jill, you're not, you don't have somebody like me doing your mailer or you're not engaging with uh, concierge the way that you should. 
Mm-hmm. Or if you have a personality like me, you don't have a star salesman, uh, salesperson working for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean for you, I mean with you or however you slice that. If Am I going to take away from... Um, uh, Come back, Joe. Okay. Come back to the show. I'm here at the show. <laughs> I was going to bring up a comment, but I didn't want to take away from next week's show. So I'm trying to, I was trying to scroll down and look at the script for next week's show. So um, I, I, I was thinking about, because I was thinking about our several conversations today um, as we're getting ready and planning for this. So I'm just thinking about 2024. And, I, and so one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm going to save it for next week. My real big comment right now, I'm going to save for next week because I see it is on the show um, coming up. But so 2024, it's, it's right. It's really about, um, do you think it's really changed? Do you think we have, you know? Yeah, I do. Okay. What, what? Other than this is a good good topic. Other than like, you know, answering the phone. I feel like we're still saying some of the same stuff. But so, what do you think's changed? Buying and selling houses. Oh. And buying and selling. It's going to take a second for me to answer this. I like this. Buying and selling houses and and buying and selling commercial real estate has largely been. Uh, in the past and specifically the distant past left to the the core hardcore professionals in the industry which I was part of and am part of buying and selling houses now private equity has gotten a hold of it and it's now become uh, something that that can happen in uh, you know in San Francisco in Palo Alto and they've made it they're in the business now for good unless some massive legislation changes but it's still just tapping into pure supply and demand. And same thing with commercial property. Buying and selling land has largely been scoffed at and joked about. And it's, oh, there's land over there? Why would you ever buy a piece of land that doesn't cash flow? We've, well, we've all heard it all. Well, that's changed a lot of it because of Land Academy and the internet. It, it's buying and selling a piece of land for profit has historically been unattainable until probably the last five to eight years because the prevalence of data, the prevalence of companies like Land Academy helping people get into the business and and the availability of capital and a bunch of other reasons. Consequently, there's a huge big, big hockey stick type increase in interest in doing this. So there's lots of schmoes in the business and they will be in the business temporarily. True. And that's it. It's just like the story I said about the celebrity real estate agent. There's going to be a handful of people, probably a much larger handful of people than commercial real estate and houses because there's just tons more land. Right. There's way more land than those other two products. It's a, it, if you look up the statistics on how many commercial pieces of property there are in this country, it's tiny compared to the number of pieces of vacant land. And so, like everything, they're going to... The schmoes will cycle through and there will be uh, a number of people that smash it like uh, Joe and I have for decades and like like Kevin is and uh, and Ed from from today. So for the the questions from today. So you have to decide if you're one of those people. Mm -hmm. That's that's the difference. That's what's changed in 2024 over 2023 and before that. There's more people in the business. Uh, It's just as easy uh, for people who have the right personality types to smash it. You know what, though? They come and go. I'm still not worried. No, oh, geez. Is that what you got out of that? 
A little bit. You're worried? No, I'm not worried. That's what I said. I wouldn't even say worried. Okay. I think it's funny. I, I, That's true. I, they, they come in. It's probably like everything else. They start it and they stop it. Mm-hmm. They just can't do it. And that's okay. Right. That's not, it's not them. But for, for those of you like us, you're like, I'm, I'm sticking with this, man. I see what's going on. I'm going to figure it out. I'm right here. I'm going to help you. That's right. Well said. Thank you. Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly Thursday member webinar. Carroll County, Arkansas, 2.5 acres. Look how speedy you are putting on those APNs. Five for 13. Sulfur, I don't know, 28, 32, somewhere in there. We have access along the back of the Elk Ranch lots. Physical was a road once, would need to be cleared. Adjacent, there are mobile, some older homes, nothing fancy. Um, attributes, power's close by. 10 minutes to Eureka Springs. Wow. Oh, now you're... Jeez. Oh, you got his number there. 15 to 20% slope. Okay, so where's the access again? Along the back of those lots, there they was a road. It's right here. Okay. They say that. He says that. Ooh. Pretty slopey, and I don't see access. I'm holding up a card. It's the I have a problem. 118 feet. Here's my only my only thing is for two and a half acres, because there's so much other land around there, it's not going to be high on my list for that parcel, unless. It was crazy, 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 crazy and expensive. I agree with Jill. We were just there. So I, yeah. there's just a lot of property for sale. Right. Because there's a lot of property. Exactly. Let's confirm that. And I don't, mm-hmm. I'd like to see access and I want to confirm all that. 117 sold properties in the universe of just land and last 12 months, 276. Most of it's here. Oh, available for sale? Yeah. That tells you right there. So there you go. We were, we were, Jill and I were looking at houses there, not, we're just horsing around mm-hmm. and maybe the best location you can imagine from a retail standpoint and just like it's living, like, living in the fun. They were down like here and they weren't, they were in a low 200,000s. This is what we're looking yeah. at. And that's oh. what you want. Exactly. So think about that. This is this person's view for the same price. Which would you buy? I'd be buying this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're totally... You can buy a house in Eureka Springs. Look at. Here's a comp that I says so you can't. This is sixty five thousand for two acres, same size. Yeah, it's more money, but it's just look at the difference. This part of the country is the best kept secret I've seen. Yeah. From a price and a livability standpoint, and weather and the people and everything. Mm-hmm. Jill, you have something inspirational to share. Yeah, you know, I just thought about it based on what we were talking about, like everybody's like okay great you told that great story about that celebrity agent and the bottom line is he has this this amazing personality and people want to be around him so that brings a lot of good stuff towards him what do you do if that's not you (laughs) like i don't have it you know come on you you know who you are then you need to partner up you know you're taking my inspiration can we do it together Oh, did I take yours? No, no, you're not taking it. That's oh. not what I mean, but it's, it's... not written down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean so, taking it. I just sorry, mean, uh, I went first. <laughs> I, I mean, can we do it together? Because okay. this is my topic. All right. This is funny because this is one of the things that I'm talking about tonight on my live thing. It's one of the things I'm talking about is um, aware. 
knowing who you are, accepting who you are, what you're good at, what you're good at, what you stink at. So, and you know what? And then finding someone to fill in the pieces that you're not good at. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but I'm going to hit it home again because it's even so much more important right now because here's why. Those people who have those personalities, who can connect with people really quickly, are getting the deals. And so you need to, if you don't have it, go get that person. Make them your partner, hire them, whatever you've got to do. do How do you know what you're good at? This is a rhetorical question. You should by now know what you're good at. That's what I think. I'm like, here's why. Here's the surefire way to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. I'm going to play a game in a minute with you here, too. Excellent. Excellent. I I think that's great (laughs) because we're sharing the inspiration portion here. Yep. There's a surefire way to know if you're good at something because you've already done it. Mm-hmm. And let me give you an example. And I don't mean financially conquered anything, but it, you might know you're good at sales because you got a job at Starbucks, uh, hated the job and hated the people and hated the customers maybe, but you killed it. Mm-hmm. You made people's customers' days. You put your smiley face on or whatever it took. You went to work and uh, did really, really well there. So you know that you're going to be or you're on the way to under uh, being in some type of corporate sales like Joe. Mm-hmm. If you uh, had a clerk job somewhere in the back of uh, this has actually happened to me in a warehouse and you were working there and didn't like working in the warehouse and some uh, uh, the numbers person that's up in the front office quit their job one day and, and your boss came back and said, do you know anything about math or numbers or anything or spreadsheets? Cause I don't do you. Yeah, I do. And then that's how I got a new job there. So if things like that are happening to you, not, not necessarily the financial reward portion, uh, reward portion, but you just have some type of, um, flare natural, uh, gravitational pull toward one of these two talents that are involved in this business. Um, you know, then that's probably what you are. In a best case scenario, you're, you're going to be somebody who's like, we have a lot of people in our group who are have smashed it um, and do continue to smash it as real estate agents and they're tired of it. They want to do it for themselves. And so th- they're all on Jill's side, almost every single one of them. They're so tired they're, of making 3%. They want to make the 97%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we have a ton of people uh, like Samantha Lathis, who's just so sick of her accounting position. God knows how much money she made doing it. Yeah. And just walked away to do this because... So if you succeeded at something um, prior to this, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. If you su- have overcome something, like let's say four years of college, which is grueling, you know, you're going to be good at some version of this. Yep. Take a look at what's gone on in the past that's gone really well and apply it to this. And you're, you're going to do uh, really, really, really well if, if you apply the same type of effort to this. Okay, here's my game. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. And you're going to do it too. So I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to tell you something that I've learned that I'm really good. Like, you, how do I know if I'm really good at something? Here's how you know. I know I'm really good on the phone talking to people, getting them comfortable, and finding out what's going on in the deal. Here's what I suck at, filing our taxes. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. Put me in a coffee shop. I'd be really good at taking in orders. I'd be really good at upselling. I'd be really good at, man, I would be smashing it. But what would I, in the coffee shop environment, what would I suck at? 
scheduling, making sure somebody shows up on time, babysitting staff, and oh, I'd suck at that. Yep. So give me give me an example for you. Well, let's go with the coffee shop example because okay. I love it. <clears throat> what would you be really good? I would shine at the coffee mm-hmm. shop. I would be I would shine at opening the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, deciding where it goes, negotiating the rent, dealing with the landlord getting half off the rent for whatever reason uh, and making sure that the location that we chose based on data was absolutely, even if the coffee sucked, the location is so good that it would just work. So all that startup stuff that's data-based, we would do great. I would be great at pricing, how much the coffee should, and then what products we should offer in the beginning and then managing those product types to see what sells, what doesn't. And so that our and micromanaging expenses and revenue, and that goes without saying, to make sure the thing worked. So what you're saying is, if then we took it a step further and put you at the front register, it would all fail. Yeah, <laughs> you could have the best coffee in the world. Three consecutive days of me working the register, they would lock the doors. <laughs> out of business right there oh good all right that was a good game that was really good hey don't forget um reach out you have some questions you you want to learn more you know call my team for what is our number 833-522-5545 i had to think about that <laughs> join us next wednesday for another interesting episode you're not alone in your real estate ambition. We We are Jack Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.